welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Gillespie, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Brianna Butler. Hi. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Actually, you're having me. We're at your house. Oh, yeah. Hello. It's kind of backwards, but I'm still your guest. Guest. That's so. true. This morning, um, I got here, and I usually have coffee, and Brett, our IT slash garçon slash <laughs> slash cat wrangler, um, gave me some coffee, and I, I'm like, oh, what's in this? <laughs> it was this amaretto. Your face. Yeah, we love Door County, as I've talked about. It's yeah. from Door County Coffee, and it's amaretto, and it's my absolute favorite. Oh. So on the weekend, sometimes, well, usually it's Sunday, we'll treat ourselves to amaretto coffee. And we I was savor like, it. And I was like, oh, what's in this? <laughs> Your face. <laughs> There's so, some weird flavors bad. that I don't like. Like, I, I don't like hazelnut. That's so interesting, because I... I think that's probably one of the more popular. I know, and I I don't like amaretto. Oh gosh, those are two where it's like those are pretty like standard flavors that a lot of people like, and I just like no no like yeah. <laughs> my dad does not drink any like he can't do flavored coffee. Anything. Oh really? Yeah, it has to be just like a plain breakfast blend yeah. coffee. Otherwise, he's like Bleh. really yeah like Folgers or something. Yeah, like, just, like, boring. That's such a guy thing, though. I know, yeah. yeah. Like, I drink my coffee black. Like, but then I have Brett that I'm married to that's, like, the sweeter the coffee or the weirder the I butter. I know. So, like, Door County Coffee is cool, though. Like, if you ever go there, they have, I mean, I don't even know, dozens of different flavors. Yeah. And local grocery stores carry it because it's a Wisconsin thing. Yeah, yeah, no, the flavor was great. It was just a flavor I didn't like. So <laughs> if it were, like, caramel flavored or, you know. Oh, yeah, they like, have heavenly caramel i think yeah. it's called okay we'll have to pick some up for you or something like that like i think i would like it because the flavor was great but it was just i was like oh and they have great food if you ever get up to door county yeah stop at their place because you can buy like the the whole beans too yeah oh, yeah gosh it smells so good oh and then it smells so good when you yeah. crunch them up or yeah i love that oh my gosh door county is a great place brie we're always talking about it i know i'm going there in a month i'm so excited yeah yeah it is the cutest little I mean, I can't, it's like, I mean, Door County, it's an entire county, but it's just a bunch of little towns that are like so, I I don't know, they're just so picture perfect. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's on the water. They have lots of coastline and it's, each town kind of has its little identity. Yeah. And it's just, I don't want to use the word quaint because that makes me sound like such a snob, but like, it's no, just it, a it cute is, yeah. place. I always feel very comfortable there comfortable so. and relaxed and like you feel like you're in this own little world and it's so much more forward thinking I think sometimes being in central Wisconsin I mean you and I have kind of I like to think progressive ideas when it comes to the environment and animal welfare and stuff and I, I feel like when I go there they get it more yeah. than the rest of the states yeah so except for maybe like Milwaukee or Madison but yeah I agree I feel that way too when I live in other parts of the country and stuff Mm -hmm. there's just so many other things that are going on the other thing that I noticed too about central Wisconsin with this remodel I have noticed that we're behind on the trends oh definitely (laughs) because I had in my mind what I wanted for this remodel that we're doing on the bathroom and it was so hard for me to find the tile that I wanted I wanted I had my mind set on like this hexagon tile that is everywhere on Pinterest and like it's just everywhere right now it's so popular that's been in like a bunch of fixer-upper homes and it's just really um it's really popular right now and I had it so in my mind that I wanted it and it was I could not find it anywhere I believe it yeah and I had to and I came in and I asked about to a bunch of stores and I was like oh do you have hexagon and like no and I ended up finding something they special ordered it for me though okay um so it was hard to get it and I remember telling them I was everyone was super nice but I was just like in a year this stuff's gonna be really in mark yeah, my words you're gonna have the most trendy bathroom ever yeah for around here but yeah we we work with a lot of so like part of our business is marketing mm-hmm. and we work with a lot of marketing clients and we were just at a place that sells fireplaces. Yeah. I never really thought about it, but there are trends in the fireplace oh, industry. Oh, there's trends in everything. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the salesperson owner guy was saying how here in central Wisconsin, there aren't a lot, there isn't a lot of interest in like the the long fireplaces that like mount into the wall basically, okay. but that's, if you go anywhere else, it's there. So yeah. we're always just super behind. Just I a think. little bit behind. And that's just the way it is. Cause we're not really close to a big city or anything like that. Yeah. Music too. Music. Get music late. And- My sister lived in LA for a summer and she, that was when she was in college and 
she would send me songs and she'd be like, oh my gosh, this is the hottest song right now. And I'd be like, I've never heard of this in my <laughs> life. But sure enough, three months later, yeah. it was like all over the radio here. That's funny. But it definitely just took a little bit to yeah, get here. It always takes a little bit. But yeah. That's okay. That's what makes it... That's one of the things about like living in a small town, though, that I... I mean, I don't love everything about living in a small town, but I do appreciate and like it. Yeah. I like, I like old things but I like new th- I like being able to mix them both but there's something quaint about the stuff that's always been you know the classicness it's comforting exactly yeah it's like a warm hug yeah and then you bring in the new stuff that you want but then you can stick with the old stuff that's always worked yeah it's cute uh, that's all right speaking of living in a small town uh we have had some crazy weather here in Wisconsin have we not uh I mean crazy in you know general terms for Wisconsin, it's like a typical week. I know, <laughs> it's so weird. But so, yeah, it seriously, was seventy on Monday. Oh. Brett and I went for a bike ride. It was beautiful. Took Rosie for a walk. Gorgeous. Tuesday got a little bit. It, I saw something online that said um, it basically mapped out the week. And over Sunday and Monday, it had the word summer. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, it had fall. And then Thursday, it had winter. And now we're still in winter, even though I think it's supposed to turn to spring by hopefully tomorrow. Yeah, but, it's already feeling more spring. But now. yeah, we got, gosh, I don't even know what the snow total was, but um, snow, sleet, just crap. We had to shovel our driveway yesterday. Yeah. Um, probably, I think in some areas it was close to 10 inches yeah. of snow. So we went from 70 degrees to 10 inches of snow. Last weekend, last Saturday, um, Casey, my husband and I, we had a campfire I saw your picture. It was so nice. But it was beautiful. We sat out there in sweatshirts and sweatpants, had a campfire. It was beautiful. Brett was fishing. Drank beer. Yeah. And then this weekend, we were shoveling our driveway. Yeah. It's so strange. It's depressing. Like, I feel like I do this every year. And this happens every year in Wisconsin where it's like you get that first hint of spring and you're like, oh my gosh, it's spring. The long hell of winter is over. We can finally move forward with our lives. It's like everyone kind of hibernates for the winter and <laughs> yeah. then everybody starts coming out. It was crazy Monday. So many people out and about, which mm-hmm. is great. And and then it, it's always like this like horribly depressing feeling when it's because there's always another snow. I know. It's, there's always a false spring alarm. And it's funny because it was supposed to be severe weather awareness week really and so there's like statewide tornado drills that they do and they had to cancel those because of the blizzard yeah they had to cancel a tornado warning or tornado drill because of a blizzard I'm yeah like, that's just crazy that's so wisconsin right there and then yeah. um during the snow it was really interesting it was uh lightning and thunder i know so th- we call that thunder snow i don't yeah. know if that's the official but that's what we call here and uh, yeah i think it's just it's just crazy. It's weird. And you're right. It can be kind of like a tug on your heartstrings. I already washed my winter coats for the year and like put oh, them away. I jinxed it. I know. I have like a, my fall coat or whatever here today. And I'm like, I'm not taking my winter coat out. I, I already yeah. washed it. I already put it away. I did the same thing. I put it away. I'm like, no, I'm not wearing it. Yeah. I, refuse. I would rather freeze to death than wear my winter coat again. My mom, um, it was so funny. She refused to like plow their driveway. They so the plow comes by the road. My parents live in like a rural area, so the plow comes by. But then there's always a big pile that the plow leaves in front of your driveway, right? Mm-hmm. So she had our neighbor who um, is a farmer and has like equipment to move it. She's like, "Can you just?" She asked him to just come move that pile by the driveway, and she's like, "Don't even do the rest." She's like, "I'm." taking a stand against in winter. Protest? Oh my gosh, I love that. She literally was like in protest. She's like, I'm not doing it. I'm... We, we waited an extra day. Does that count? Yeah. No, my car couldn't get out anywhere. So we're like, Crap. I'm like, Godspeed, mom. Do what you gotta do. <laughs> I love that. That's so badass. <laughs> She's like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm like, all right, do what you gotta do. So, well, I mean, it's hopefully I'll melt and she'll be like, ha, I didn't waste time. There are some people in our, in our neighborhood that are very meticulous. I don't know if you've noticed this, like with lawns too, but oh my God, yes. driveways, I have one neighbor that goes out with a broom oh. and sweeps his driveway. <laughs> like, there there was that blizzard that we talked about like a couple months ago. But the pet, he was the out there. Shelter, did their thing? Yeah. Yeah. He was out there with a broom. Like, his driveway was spotless. Oh, my gosh. And he's out there, and it's the snow is literally coming down as he's doing this. And oh. I'm like... And part of me is like, you know, I mean, I guess if that's what makes him happy. If he's sure. old and retired, that's probably how he gets these jollies. It is. But, like, I'm like, that's so sad. Like, isn't there find a hobby like yeah. maybe that is his hobby I don't know but I mean if it's happy good for him but I just think like at the end of the day like in six months it's, is it going to matter that our driveway is the worst one on the lo- on the in the neighborhood and it isn't Brett's out there with his 
<laughs> Brianna sends me snaps of Brett with the snowblower. Yeah, our snowblower couldn't even handle this. It was too wet. It's too... It, that's the other thing. This wasn't just, like, regular snow. This was, like, thick, yeah. heavy, like... Oh, I know. Like, wet snow. We shoveled, and it was like, oh, my back. Like, I felt Ugh. older than I've ever felt in my life. It was... The, it's the worst kind of snow. It is the worst kind of snow. Like, it was you can't just... can't do anything with it. No. Driving's a nightmare. No. People, like, forget how to drive in the winter within a week of having nice weather it I seems know. like and yeah i mean and and the other thing too is like municipal budgets are oh, not yeah. endless so having the crews out plowing the roads you're trying to you know maintain a budget because budgets are like a calendar year so they have to mm-hmm. think it's going to snow again in november yeah they have to they can't use up their whole budget that's now, so, so true I, i'm glad i don't have to worry about it but yeah no kidding i pay taxes i guess that's all i have to worry about yeah no that's so true but i pulled some like um old flowers away you know flowers that i have that come every year yeah and so i pulled the old ones away so that the new ones could sprout up and now i'm just like well shit like my new ones that i pulled and they looked so pretty because they were starting to come up from the ground and i was like ooh. but now i'm just like are they broke dead broken i don't know what's going on yeah i wouldn't know what to do um i kill every plant that comes in my house or near it but um the birds i feel so bad for the birds like the robins and so we went and got a bunch of mealworms and like fruit and berry mixes and and they have been swarming yeah feeders and we even had three deer in our yard yeah everybody's just hungry and i feel so bad for them because they migrate all the way up here thinking oh it's spring and then they get pummeled with this crap and they can't find food and ugh, my heart I know. So feed the, feed the birds. If you have a bird feeder, put food out. Yeah, except there's a bear in the neighborhood. Oh, I didn't know that. So, well, a couple Nifty. blocks over, but Nifty. he's been hanging out, out of hibernation. and. Hi, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I know, right? Every bear is Winnie the Pooh to he's me. He's so cute. Oh, I, I love it. I don't really want him in my yard, though. I know, right? Well, it'd be fun to look at him from afar. Oh, yeah, I get some great pictures. But I know, right? Yeah. That'd anyway. be so true. So I want to give you an update on my adventures as a cat mom. Yeah, how is little Cedric? Cedric is good. I'm a little um, sad you didn't bring him this week. I know, I'm sorry. Uh, so I, as you guys have kind of been hearing week to week, I am like been a new kind of cat mom. And I put Cedric, to, he needed to recover from his neutering surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put him in... We have this separate area that's like connected to, we have a separate garage. It's like a shed where we put like um, a four-wheeler and a lawnmower and things like that. And then there's like an inside part of it that has a bedroom and a little kitchenette. We call it the man cave. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and it is heated and air conditioning. It has a TV, so it's pretty legit for, you know, man cave terms. And my brother's cats are out there right now because my brother is in between places. So I've been watching them. And I put Cedric out there to like recover and whatnot. And it was not the best situation. First of all, the other two kitties are like, they're just used to each other. They're used to like being in their own little space. So he came in and they're both just like looking at him with like the stink face. (laughs) They're both girls. So they both have like RBF, like big time. And they're up in like, one's in one corner, one's in the other corner. And Cedric's just like, you know, like, (laughs) so, and then, I don't know if this was just because I, and then I came in the room to like feed them or whatever. And I don't know if it was just because I came into the room and it, he gets, he wants all the attention, but then he was being mean to my brother's fat kitty, Gemma, oh. who's really sweet. She yeah. was the barn kitty that I rescued like two years ago. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And my yeah. brother ended up taking her in and she is so chubby, but I just love her and she's friendly, but he like went after her and I got really upset with him and I'm like what are you doing I'm like just yeah. be nice to each other it was funny because you texted me I texted like, Brie and I'm like what do I do <laughs> yeah well you were worried you're like I don't think he likes other cats and I said no don't worry yeah um so I think one thing for new cat owners especially is cat cats are very territorial yeah. and that's something to know right off the bat and it takes them a while to get acquainted like, yeah they're not like dogs where they're gonna go sniff each other's butts and okay we're good and then roll around yeah yeah then they're fine in most cases with cats it's like this whole process so um and i think i was telling you some of this she's so, giving me some tips yeah so one thing in working at or volunteering at shelters and stuff you pick up on a lot of tips too and one thing that we did when so when brett first moved in here after well, it was right before we got married he has well, actually, his cats moved in long before him. That's sorry. But anyway, his two cats. He had two cats. I had two cats. Yeah, and, how'd that go? Um, so what we did was we actually... So Max and Charlie are his, and uh, we kept them in our office okay. for... I think it was a week before we even introduced them to Tinker and Sylvester, which okay. were, this was their home ground or whatever. And 
uh, some things that we did was we sprayed like this pheromone spray on the bottom of the door okay so that they could smell each other through the doorway but then this pheromone is supposed to help like relieve stress okay so like over the course of a week they would smell each other and then be like hopefully get this stress relieving hormone and like oh okay this this cat's okay and eventually it gets to a point where they get more curious about the other one than okay. they are like hostile or territorial yeah so then what we did was we swapped them so we had just for like an hour at a time or so we'd put tinker and sylvester in the office while we let the other two cats kind of explore the house and okay slowly like they got used to each other's smells yeah we'd put in we'd swap beds so like cat beds and it sounds like this arduous tedious process but it's really only like a week week and a half of work because they were all pretty good Mm -hmm. like we're really lucky and it has saved so many headaches because you hear horror stories where people adopt a pet and it doesn't work out and I think it's because people want to rush it Mm -hmm. and you really do have to be patient because cats are just cats they're so finicky and and now they all get along great thankfully and with Rosie we just I mean she's Rosie she's sweet yeah yeah we were worried about her and then and luckily like Brett's cats well they're my kitties now I hate calling them Brett's cats because they're like my babies now but um they I mean they're super friendly cats as you know they jump on the table all the time when we're recording and roll around and um so I mean I think that probably helped I think it also helps that we have just one female and three males so a lot of times what I'll notice with uh like the shelter cats and stuff is if there's one female she's usually good if there's no matter how many other males are around but throw another female in there and they get really territorial mm, so okay i think the other thing with cedric is he's newly neutered so yeah. he's probably got a lot of hormones still circulating through and stuff yeah so i think it'll work out yeah i think so too he is really a great kitty i'm just kind of like learning i'm just learning about this and so yeah. i texted brie and i i don't know as much about kitties because i've been allergic we had a kitty growing up in our house um fluffy what a like typical i, I had a cat. fuzzy i had a fuzzy so. yeah <laughs> but she was a great kitty she was just like our family kitty and she would go outside during the day and run around the yard and then she'd come in at night like she was just the perfect like and we lived in the country so that that worked that was fine um but she was just a great kitty and she uh, around the time when i started to get like 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, I got really bad allergies, oh. and I found out that I was allergic to her. Stinks. And um, so we ended up just, she used to love coming into my room and sleeping on the comforter in my bed because I had a really comfortable, like a really fluffy, like pink comforter or whatever. Yeah. And so my parents were like, well, you, like you can't let her do that anymore because you're waking oh. up with all these allergies. But I just loved her so much that I'd keep letting her. You're like, it's worth it. Yeah, but then they eventually, so we we didn't like get rid of her or anything like that, but we just like, they were like, you need to keep your door closed because like you can't be sleeping with her at night. Yeah. And that, that did help and whatnot, but my husband is really allergic and I'm still really allergic as well. I can hang out in like open air areas, mm-hmm. I guess. Like when I'm outside and I'm, if I'm playing with Cedric outside or whatever, I just, I don't want to touch my face and stuff like that, yeah. but I'm not sitting there sneezing or whatever. Even when I go to the man cave to see my brother's kitties, I can be in there for a little bit. I just can't touch them. And, and you're then like, okay here? yeah, I'm okay here. I just can't touch them. Like, I guess the dander in the room doesn't bother me. It would be more if I went up to one of them and like rubbed him all over my yeah. face. It really helps that we have, I think I've talked about this so many air purifiers because yeah. I, I have asthma so yeah. like I'm always super cautious about allergens and stuff and yeah so we have like I think seven big air purifiers in our house so yeah so it's really just I can't I mean I can be here and I'm I'm fine but like I can't go up to one of them and yeah like rub it all over my yeah, face that makes sense. I could pet I can even pet them and stuff like that but after I pet them I usually just wash my hands yeah when the pet shelter comes into the studio I just wash my hands yeah. and stuff like that but I do love kitties so anyway Brie that's kind of a long story but Brie is just like helping me learn more it's so fun yeah I know a lot about dogs because I've always been a dog person and we yeah. had a dog growing up and I've had Gatsby for a long time and then Lila but one of my favorite things about the shelter is that like education is such a big part yes. of what the shelter does so I mean if you can help people keep their pets then I'm gonna help do it yeah so, yeah yeah of course and I also I sent Brie this article there my dad gets the Wall Street Journal my dad's a business guy so he reads the Wall Street Journal regularly he gets it at work and then he brings it home um, and my mom will like page through it or whatever and my mom cut out this article and she does this always if there's an article that like she thinks I'll like she'll literally cut it out and put my name <laughs> on it it's so cute oh and Marianne. she'll give it to me so she did that with this one so this is an article in the Wall Street Journal, and it was a new study confirmed. This is the title. A new study confirms that many cats know their names. They just don't care. 
So I sent it to Brie and because Brie has four cats and I'm like, I'm like, what do you think? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, are you surprised? Like, what do you think? So tell us your thoughts. Babe. Uh, I'm not surprised. That sounds about right. I I read the article. I thought it was hilarious. I think that headline's hilarious. Yeah, it's so true because we. Um, we have four cats, yeah, and they, they all know their names, but sometimes they choose not to respond to it. They're like children, you know, they just, and it's funny because, and the reason I know they know their names is they can all be sleeping on the couch or whatever, and if you say one of their names, that one will, will perk come. up and yeah. So they, they definitely know it, but especially if they're doing something naughty, then they're like, oh, what? I'm yeah. Not, I don't hear anything, so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're reading too much into it. I know, I know there are people who are like, oh, cats are dumb. They don't. They're not dumb. I think no. they're smarter than dogs in a lot of ways. Oh, so. for sure. They're smart yeah. in their own they way. They have us trained more than the reverse. Plus, I always tell people when people are like, oh, dogs are smarter than cats, whatever. And, like, I love dogs. But I'm just like, my dog can't shit in a litter box. Like, right? he can't figure that out. Dogs eat poo. Yeah. That's like, all you have to say to Literally, <laughs> my dog goes outside and, like, eats the cow poop. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. But yeah. So I always give cats that. I'm like, I can leave a litter box. And I'm... Part of that too, I always tell people, I'm like, cats are naturally like clean animals. Yeah, they are. Like they clean themselves. Yeah. They um the, the, litter, the litter box. They do, they're not gonna yeah. poop or pee like in any random spot yeah. like a dog will. Great example is looking at them when they're young, because right now we you know we've been meeting with the, the quote dumpster puppies yeah. with maps. Those guys are messy. Yeah, like, they just literally they'll be playing, 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 and then they'll stop for three seconds, shit, and then go play, yeah. play, 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 play. And, play. and then they'll run in it and tackle each other with it, and then get it all over your clothes yeah. as you carry them back. So, uh, with kittens, and I've helped foster lots of kittens. They're super. Clean. They're so clean most of the time. Like yeah. when they're at a certain age, they're like, oh, let's play in the litter box. Yeah. But other than that, like comparatively, they're so much cleaner. They're different. Yeah, they're definitely different, but. All right, that's our kitty talk. So I'll, yeah. I'll keep you guys, keep giving you updates about what I'm learning as a cat mom because this has definitely been a new adventure for me. So, But I want to talk about the new Star Wars trailer because it just dropped the other day, Brie. Yeah. And it's so it's called Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And my husband's a huge Star Wars fan, <laughs> and my brother was a huge Star Wars fan when we were kids, so I remember the original ones. And, yeah. And, you know, now that there's been, like, this new generation of them, I still, like, I'm still just a Star Wars fan. So I know, like, you're a fan, but your husband is a super fan. Yeah, he's currently wearing his BB-8 pajama Pajamas, pants, his yeah. Han Solo shirt, and I may or may not know that he's wearing Star Wars underwear. There so. you go. <laughs> so he, I did notice that when I came in here, I was like... The underwear? I was like, no! <laughs> I'm, just I'm, I'm like, what was he wearing when he walked in? I was like, nice pajamas, Brett. Like, <laughs> it was so funny, but he knew that we were talking about this oh and the socks i forgot the socks oh gosh please no so everything he's got all of his star wars attire what did what did he think of the um trailer and what do you think of it well we watched it together um i love movie trailers anyway and i love it when i get goosebumps Mm -hmm. and this one definitely got the goosebumps going I agree, but I agree it got the goosebumps. Just seeing, like, the characters again, yeah. Kylo Ren, and um, seeing Chewie again, yeah. and I'm just the curious. The music what, always gets me. I know, the music gets me, and seeing Carrie Fisher, and, like, I'm just curious what they're going to do with yeah, her. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, so there's definitely some curiosity. I will say the trailer, while it was exciting and got the goosebumps and stuff, it doesn't give you much info as to what I like that though what the plot do is you like that or do you want to no, know no I want to know you want to know more yeah I want to know more like I watched it and I'm just like that gives zero clue as to what the plot is I love it when trailers are like that though because I feel like so often there are trailers that just give away everything yeah. and then it's like well what's the point of watching the movie I agree then? there's a happy medium though there is yeah. maybe I think with Star Wars they well, know it's just a teaser yeah right so I think with Star Wars they know excited. that they can put random shit out there and people are gonna be like oh my god Star yeah. Wars because that's me like if it anything Star Wars like I'm gonna be like well it doesn't matter I'm going to see it anyways yeah but if it's a random like sometimes I'll watch these random trailers and again like it's just a random movie and it doesn't have the big name of Star Wars around it. And I'll watch the preview and I'm just like, I have no clue what that movie's about. It's like, I'm not going to see that. I'm just, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think Star Wars can pull that off because they're just Star Wars. That's true. They're so iconic. Yeah. But yeah. other movies that don't have the name of that, that are just a, a random movie they're putting out there, like they need to have a little more structure in their trailer to hook yeah. people. <laughs> they, they just don't know their audience, I guess. Yeah. In some situations. What I love about Star Wars is... That and, and I go back and forth because part of me is like, uh, ever since Disney got involved, I'm like, uh, money, they're in it for the money. Yeah. And it's all just like this ugh, corporate, not corporate America, but kind of. Kind of, and, yeah. But on the flip side, it's just 
nothing is like Star Wars. It is just in a level of its own when it comes to like crossing generations. Yeah. And it's been relevant for so long and it's just such a powerful story. One thing that I I so I actually went to the so when they started up this new series of movies, I actually went to the first one with my parents, Brett and I did. And we walked out of there, and my dad's like, I think I've seen this movie before. Because it was so similar yeah. to A New Hope. Yeah. And I said, well, that's kind of what's great about it yeah. in a way. Like, it's just different enough that they can get away with it. But I feel like it opens it up to a whole new generation. Yeah. So. I totally agree with you. I remember my brother is, my older brother is 33. He'll be 34 this year. And when he was a kid... His favorite, we had all the like original Star Wars movies, which the first ones were made in the 80s. So that was before I was born. Mm-hmm. So he, we had all those on VHS. And like on the weekends when we would pick movies to watch, he would be like, we would watch Star Wars. Like yeah. we would watch the original ones. And then, so he's 34, he'll be 34 this year. And then my little cousin on my mom's side of the family, who's like 10, that's, those are like his favorite movies now. Yeah. Like he's got like his BB-8 stuff. He's yeah. got like his, you know, his Chewy stuff. He's got mm-hmm. like all this stuff. And so the fact that my 10-year-old cousin and my like 33, 34-year-old brother like have, yeah. they're, they both have that. It's like that transcends, gener- it's like that is incredible. It is. It's The fact that they've I been able to do that. I can't think of anything else that's like that. To do that. And it's one thing that I, I think I read, not, I'm, gonna butcher this but basically like star wars is the most referenced pop culture phenomenon like across all other pop culture basically totally believe that and it when you think about that what they've been able to do and george lucas is kind of a weirdo right but what he's been able to do is like you know kind of cool yeah so and i agree it goes with i think of this as like the same lines of harry potter like kind of a weird freaking scenario kind of a weird like thing where you're just like who the hell came up with this (laughs) shit like same with star wars it's like this is some weird shit but it's like so many people were captivated by this world Mm -hmm. that george lucas was able to make in his head and then put onto a screen and it's the same thing with jk rowling and harry potter like this was just a world that was existed only in her head and now so many people get to be a part of it i feel like with star wars too it's nice that it is speaking to a new generation because there are so it's more wholesome i think than a lot of the crap that's out there so true like so many of these okay like i'm gonna go on a rant but i hate violent video games right and my mom works in the school district locally and she'll say like these kids are being exposed to just horrendous acts of violence yeah. through these video games at such a young age. So I feel like if there's this redemptive storyline of like you know hero versus the good versus things, the bad, yeah, yeah, it's just very comforting to know that at least there's some of that for a new generation. I agree, and it kind of has that same concept. I mean, there's definitely like wars or whatever in it, yeah. but you're right. There is a more wholesome. I mean, like, I've seen Call of Duty and stuff like that. Yeah. That stuff is so graphic. I know. Or, like, Grand Theft Auto. Or, yeah, it, um, you're right. It's Fort, Fortnite or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Brad like, always calls it Fork Knife. Like, Because it's, like, a dad joke, like, Fork Knife instead of Fortnite. Brett calls it that? Brett calls it that. Good one, Brett. So I always want to call it that by accident, and so that's why I hesitated there, but good one, it's kind of funny. <laughs> good one, Brett. Fork Knife. I love it. Oh, God. Yeah. But I'm excited to see... It's coming out this Christmas, I think. Yeah. What do you think about it coming out on Christmas? They, I think the last one was around um, Thanksgiving, Christmas. So th- they have a timeline. I mean, I, I, I know a little bit about the entertainment industry and pop culture and movies and stuff like that. I love stuff like that. But there's definitely a strategic time to oh, yeah. make stuff come out. I worked at a movie theater in high school. Yeah. And... Christmas Day, I think, was one of the busiest days. Yeah, Memorial my family Day and weekend. I go a lot. Yeah. On, we'll go to a movie all together. That's, like, the mm-hmm. only time. Yeah, I hated working it. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't either. I can see the appeal of it, yeah. So I know there's strategic times to release a movie. like, people are... It, because it's cross-generational, it makes sense. Yes. Because people are home for the holidays. And, yeah, I thought that was pretty clever yeah. in that part, so... You always hear about, like, the summer blockbusters, which yeah. is usually, like, a big, like... I don't know. Transformer. Yeah, superhero. Or, like, I feel like... What else? Um... I don't know. That's just like, uh, there's certain movies where it's like, yeah, that's a summer movie. Yep. But I can definitely see how Star Wars would be like a Christmas wintertime movie. Yep. So yeah. we'll see. Makes sense. You know what I was thinking? What movie like would you like to see transcend generations, maybe have like a reboot of it? And Defin- I have... Definitely Harry Potter, as you mentioned. Do you think just because... Well, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, isn't that kind of like well, the... Well, kind of. That's such a... I like the canon, the seven. Okay. Stick to that. I feel like the problem with the first series or the first go at the Harry Potter films is 
they started filming them before all the books were out. Mm. So there are so many little things in those books that I feel like you could take in like take into account in the movie mm-hmm. and really do it right. Yeah. But, but again, like I grew up with those actors playing those roles, so I don't know if I could see it any other way. Oh my god, no. One of my favorite movies or series is Lord of the Rings, so yes. I would love to see that. But that one Again, it, I don't know that it needs to be, like, remade. I don't know how you would do it any yeah. better. It's so iconic. So, I don't know. I agree. The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Yeah. That's another one. That was more my sister and I in high school when those were coming out. And then The Hobbit, yeah. of course. But we love those. Yeah. We'll have, like, um, we'll have marathon weekends of those all the time. And, again, it's that whole, like, hero versus evil type classic. I mean, stories like that go back to the odyssey yeah. some of the first literature ever written beowulf yeah so it's just i think humanity no matter how far we progress we always go back to the heart of those kind of stories it's so true and i i mean i'm not totally against superhero movies i think there's way too many of them yeah, right yeah. now but a lot of the stuff that really resonates with people nowadays is stuff like that where mm-hmm. it's like a mythical world and like the premise yeah. of it is is Hope. simple <laughs> yeah the premise of it is simple but like it's still it's in a mythical world where it just gives takes people away from from reality but not in like a weird like superhero type yeah. of way i and mean it's, it's a just... reward for doing the right thing exactly and i think so often in real life it's hard to see that reward so yeah. when you can see it on a big screen it makes it easier to keep going in yeah. real life. We just got re- really deep there. I know. I totally agree with you, though. I think movies and entertainment and TV and radio and even the podcast that we're doing right now, it has such uh, it, it has such a way of connecting people yeah. that is often overlooked. Yeah. And a movie, a song, art, you know, a song yeah. can just really make someone feel understood. A movie can really make someone feel understood yeah. and really touch their heart. And it's I don't know. I think that that stuff's important. It's something where people probably don't think about that when they're picking what movie to go to, but it's so true. Yeah. You know? I loved, I took some film studies classes in college, and I always loved looking at that, how, like, film basically and, and art brings people together. Yeah, and, it so does. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. You know, one of the ones I think of that I loved, and this was before my time, it was made before my time, but I love these movies, is the Back to the Future movies. Mm-hmm. I would love to see those. Like, Oh, that would be great. And granted, I know like Michael J. Fox is not in the best health, but I would love for like Marty McFly to be like older yeah. and like his kid or whatever, and then another version of Doc or whatever. Yeah. But I just... I cool. I love those movies. Yeah. They're like some of my favorites. So that's one where like I would love to see that kind of like brought forward and like yeah. rebooted and I would love if so one of my favorite movies is Clueless and I love oh Jane God, I love Jane Austen yeah. and it's based on Emma. So I would love to see more like classic literature remakes into the modern world because the way that was done was just so clever and I think it introduced again this classic literature which is some of the best literature in the world seriously in you know to like my generation at the time i i got into jane austen because of clueless so i just think okay what's the next generation how what's going to get them into it you know what i think of too is 10 things i hate about you which is based on um whatchamacallit shakespeare Shakespeare. yeah Yeah. a taming of the true and it's actually like a really like it's such a good depiction of yeah. it. And I loved that movie. That was in like the early 90s, or I'm sorry, the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. And that was like a teen teen movie or whatever. But like, I loved it. And then I loved that movie. And then I went to high school, you know, years later, mm-hmm. I was in high school in 2006 to 2009. Years later, I like read that I read this story, The Taming of the Shrew for, for school. And I'm like, shit, that's 10 things I hate about you. So it's like, <laughs> I didn't even know, but, like, I already knew the whole premise of The yeah. Taming of the Shrew because I knew 10 Things I Hate About You so much. That's so funny. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that girl is Katarina. That girl is Heath Ledger. Like, that girl is, like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, or that guy is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And I, like, I knew the whole story. Yeah, but you aced that quiz. I really did because, like, I knew the whole premise of it, basically, but it was put in, like, modern terms, and it was... I think you're right. I think there's space for that to happen. Yeah. And, you know, they they did that with Romeo and Juliet with um, DiCaprio and, and was it Gwyneth Paltrow or whatever? Or yeah. I forgot yeah. who played Juliet in the early 2000s. But I think there's space to even those lesser known, um, mm-hmm. you know, classic literature. Like you said, they just they don't make literature like that anymore. No, they don't. To make those yeah. into like more modern takes on things. Yeah. And I think we talked about this last time, I think it was last episode where 
now is the time where stuff like that really has a platform seriously let's make it happen yeah no you're so right it's exciting wow we went off on a tangent you guys i love that though yeah that's good this is kind of more artsy too on our host chatter next thing this week the first black hole was photographed yeah i saw that isn't that crazy so the first thing my husband says is okay that's gotta be fake and hashtag fake news (laughs) but as i was like reading more about it it's kind of Black holes have always fascinated me. The yeah. whole, like, you were just talking about Back to the Future. The whole concept of time travel is just, my mind can't handle it. Yeah. Mine either. So, I, when I read this, I think I saw it on Twitter or something like that. I, I mean, like, I know what a black hole is, but I'm like, I don't really know what a black hole mm-hmm. is. You know what I mean? It's like this concept, this abstract concept always that's like, I don't know. So, first thing I did is I read the article, and then I went through and I looked up the definition of a black hole, mm-hmm. and I, like, familiarized myself with it, and even as I read it, what it was, I had to reread it a couple times. <laughs> I did the same exact thing. That's so it funny. was hard for my brain to, like, conceptualize what it was. Yeah. It, what blows my mind is, like, okay, so, like, in that picture, it's, like, this, it's flat, yeah. kind of, and it's, like, this... Okay, like, if there's ever, like, a scientist listening to this or, like, a super nerd, they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, these, these what girls are they trying to talk about yeah. black holes. That's so cute. <laughs> but it, I don't even know how to, like, explain it. No. Look up this picture because it's, like, this this flat thing and there's, like, a beam of light going through it. And, and well, there's a couple of different pictures. There's, like, the, the side one. But you're like, what am I even looking, looking at? at? Yeah. And then, and then you read about it and you're like, it's in this galaxy called M87 and it's this far away and... They, in a galaxy this, far, and far how they away. took the picture yeah. is like so i work in in media uh-huh i know how cameras work brett says to me he's like the how did they get a picture of a black hole because a black hole is literally the opposite of light and what do you need to take a picture you need light, light. and so then i was reading into it like how they even got this picture and it's i they okay. used that's so interesting that you said that but this is what i read about how they got the picture they used a telescope or lens or whatever that was the equivalent, basically, of what, what I read, taking a picture of a bagel on the moon from right here, basically. Oh, my gosh. So if we were sitting here in Bree's kitchen, with this like lens is po- like powerful enough to take a picture of a bagel oh my gosh. on the moon. <laughs> Talk about a zoom lens. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I don't think we could afford that yeah. at our company. So it's crazy, but I never thought of the light concept. You're so right. Yeah. Photos I, don't work without light. Like, literally, yeah. the science of cameras, like, does not work without light. So I feel like this is really groundbreaking for yeah. the industry. And you had mentioned that it was a, a female grad student, right, that figured out how to do it? Yeah. So, well, it was the collection of a lot of people at work, um, which makes sense because this mm-hmm. was a big thing. But the thing that I read was that a female grad student, like, came up with this, basically, an algorithm that really... Um, open the gates to getting this done. So a lot of people I saw on Twitter, like, oh, this this female, like, photographed the first black hole. She didn't do it by herself, people. Like, let's be honest. But so I'm not, and I don't want to discount all the other people who worked on it because it really was, like, hundreds of people who were, like, yeah. working to make this happen. But this woman did have, like, figured out a key algorithm that really, really made it possible. Cool. So it's really cool. I'm sure they're highlighting it because we're at this She's point. She's a female, yeah. Yeah, we're at this point in history where they're really encouraging women to get into the yeah. sciences, technology, engineering, math, so the whole STEM concept. And so, I mean, that's great. But part of me, I always, I'm always kind of fascinated by, I think every little kid at some point in their life wants to be an astronaut or whatever. I mean, I know I went through that phase. And I, I love that like space travel and all that stuff is such an like important part of our scientific community yeah and then there's also like part of me that's like okay but what are the benefits of doing this yeah so I always kind of struggle with that because and I'm sure like I can't even comprehend what kind of technology they could use from this and apply it to medicine or Other whatever things, yeah but part of me is always like okay how much money went in to Do we spend on this to take a picture of a black hole and what's the point of it I'm always the kind of like I want to know what the results are. So I think that'll be, I'll be more interested to see, as cool as this is, I'll be really interested to see what it leads to. Yeah. So. I agree. I don't, I don't necessarily. Know if that makes me like a crank, but. No, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree. I think it's, there's a lot of problems here on earth that like <laughs> we could spend that money for, but I do think exploring stuff like that is important. It could lead to other things. You know, yeah. I always think of, this is so dating me, but I just think of like Xenon Girl, the 21st century, <laughs> the space station. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My sister's seen that like a thousand times. Oh my gosh. Me too. The galaxies are protozoa. Hello guys. Like, hello. 
So I think of stuff like that and I think someday stuff like that will be possible. And I think it will expand opportunities for us here on earth because the more we understand that, the more we can understand what's going on in our galaxy, the more we can understand what's going on in our atmosphere and Mm -hmm. things like that. So if it leads to helping find out, you know, how we can do better here and how we can slow down global warming and things like that yeah. like then i can see how it has a has a purpose and that's just my impatience yeah. i think no that... i totally see i totally agree with that and i can see mm-hmm. where you're coming from yeah for sure yeah. but i do hope that this like some little girl sees that this woman you know had a big part in this and she's like oh my gosh i want to do that yeah if this girl can do this like so can i so mm-hmm. i do i'm glad that they're highlighting this woman who had such a big yeah part of it and i loved the fact that they like said she's like literally just a like was grad student i know power of education high yeah education seriously yeah. like she wasn't like a professional phd this that or the other thing yeah. like old person like she's a young woman <laughs> okay and how, can i just add to like how can people say that there's not a god after seeing something like that i know i'm just gonna throw that out there i'm gonna do my religious plug of the week but... no i don't disagree with you it's an amazing world out there it it's is crazy. it's incredibly complex and i our little puny human brains can't even i can't even puny it. i love that word puny puny that's so funny you guys oh <laughs> uh, yeah so. Uh, well, that's our host chat for the week. We had a that was a lot of stuff, and that was fun. All that stuff was really fun to talk yeah. about. Let's get to our learning lately segment. So, um, this is something that I have been learning lately for sure. Um, with especially with the remodel that we've been going through with the bathroom, it's been so fun and rewarding and we're kind of rounding the bend but we're we're like close but still so far away you know what I mean (laughs) it's like I can't wait to see it because I've been hearing about it I can't wait to see it (laughs) I know and it's been a while and the it's taken a little bit longer and it's cost a little bit more than we thought but that's pretty standard for remodels if you watch HGTV you know that's like I know yeah you can't do a whole house remodel in a half hour or an hour sorry guys your budget's gonna be $20,000 over yeah okay go ahead yeah go ahead go ahead but one of the things that I've definitely learned from this remodel, and I I'm kind of was journaling on this the other day, I was like, I think this is something I'm supposed to be learning right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just journaled it down that uh, with the remodel, a lot of things happen little by little. Mm-hmm. And like one thing has to happen before the next thing can happen. Yeah. So like I can't paint the walls until like the mudding is done. I can't mm-hmm. paint the walls until like yeah like all the drywall has been put up has been mudded and is covered and then there's texture on it and then i can finally paint the walls i can't put like we can't call the plumber to put the plumbing in until the tiles in like there's all these things and a lot of these things are just really little things that have to happen one by one in their own time Mm -hmm. and some of that some metaphor here i know (laughs) some of that is really hard for me and you know i'm trying to relate this back to life i always want to do like the big thing like my goal is always a really big goal I want to be Kelly Ripa. I want her job. I want Ryan Seacrest's job or whatever. But like, there's nothing like in between that mm-hmm. for me. So it, it seems so far away and it seems so almost incomprehensible because the little stuff seems so like boring to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. The big thing is always so flashy and like, oh my God, I want that. But you got to do the little things before mm-hmm. you can do like those bigger things. Yeah. We and want, I, we want it all now. Yeah. I want it all now. And like, I want to do like the big, exciting, flashy thing. Like, the little uh, minute tasks and, you know, maybe like getting better every day, little by little or working on a remodel every day, little by little. Mm-hmm. That stuff is so like unappealing to me. Yeah. I, I think a good like something that I've done that and, and I'm the same way. I, I want to jump all in going when we talked about going cruelty free. Yeah. As soon as I learned that, I'm like, well, chuck everything. Yeah. That's throw bad. Jump right in. And that is overwhelming. You're I thinking, know. I have to go buy And it's expensive. It's it like, expensive. I can't afford to like ditch all this at once and spend like $150 yeah. on all this new and stuff. And I, I, I love this um, expression from, again, Parks and Recreation, the show, how don't half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. Seriously. So I'm that kind of, I have that kind of mentality where it's like, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go all in. Mm-hmm. And that can be really detrimental yeah. sometimes to your mental health, to your budget. Yeah. <laughs> and and just, it can burn you out. And then you miss, like, I mean, life is a journey, right? It really is. So you miss... It's cheesy, but it is. It's true. You you miss the the process then. And I think the process is what gets you to the point where when you look back, you're like, oh, that's why I had to yeah. do it that way. So, yeah. It's so true. You have to, like, the person that you're becoming right now is the person, like, you're becoming that person little by little by little. Like, mm-hmm. you're not becoming all of a sudden, like 
the you know most finished product of yourself that's not how like life works and I can definitely tell because I've learned I've changed a lot just since like high school you know what Mm -hmm. I mean if you think back to like Brianna in high school or Carrie in high school like I've changed a lot since then but like it's happened little by little like I haven't even like noticed it I just look back and it's like oh high school Carrie would have prioritized this but like mid-20s Carrie's like oh hell no you know what I mean (laughs) so it's like I'm becoming that person slowly but surely yeah and I may not realize like day by day like oh I'm making tons of progress to become the person I want to be but then I look back and from five years and I'm just like I am coming so far yeah and I think it's okay like I think when you get to that point where you're like it's okay to change and, and grow um Taylor Swift plug of the episode. Let's hear it. I mean, she started as a country star, right? Seriously. She became a pop star. Yep. That didn't happen overnight. No. And also, I wanted to bring this up because, oh my gosh, I think there's a new album coming. She thinks there's a new album. Taylor yeah. drops hints when there's a new album. Yeah, so anyway. But I mean, it's true. Like, stuff like that doesn't happen overnight. And it it's, shouldn't because we got to learn things along the way. Yeah. We got to learn lessons. As annoying as it is that my mother was right. Ugh. So if she's listening to this. Don't say it. Ugh. Don't I'm not gonna say, say it. it. I'm not gonna say it. I'm gonna allude to it. Yeah. She, I mean, she always said that, and she's like, you know, you just have to take it one step at a time. It's so true. One thing at a time, and looking back, it'll be more rewarding. Like with your remodel, when you look back, I mean, that's gonna be. If it had happened overnight, you'd be like, oh, well, cool, I did a remodel. Yeah, whatever. But now you're gonna look back and be like, oh my gosh, it was all I, worth it. All the headaches are worth it. It's gonna look amazing, and and I learned things along the way. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. It was definitely a matter. Of one of those things where like. It's a great metaphor. Yeah, we just got done. We were having some problems getting the tiling done and stuff like that. And I was frustrated and I was taking a deep breath and I was just like, so a lot of one of the things I do when I'm frustrated or confused or just whatever is I journal. So I started journaling mm-hmm. it out. And as I was writing it, I'm just like, metaphor for life. Hello. Like, <laughs> and I literally wrote yeah. in my journal, like, I think this is something I'm supposed to be learning right mm-hmm. now. So that is definitely something And now that I've kind of come to that conclusion, I'm trying to take that lesson and I'm trying to implement it into my life. So I'm trying to find, uh, you know, little things every day that I can do, no matter how small they are, Mm -hmm. for my marriage, for my career, for my creativity. I kind of picked three areas. Those were the three I picked, my marriage, career, creativity, because those are things that really fill me up. I'm trying to do something little every day um, for each of them. And it can be really little. um, But those little things are going to propel me forward. And yeah, it's what keeps you sane, too. Exactly. Because at work, again, I mean, marketing and stuff, there's projects all the time, and I think it's really easy to get overwhelmed that you have to, like, do this whole project, but if you mm-hmm. take it one task at a time, handle one crisis at a time... I know. ...then, yeah, it definitely ends up being a better product in the end, so... Yeah, 100%. Another thing that kind of got me to this is I've been reading a good book lately called Atomic Habits. Yeah, you sent that to me. I haven't I haven't read it yet. Yeah, by James Clear. And um, I first heard about him. I, I listened to the Minimalist podcast, and he was on the Minimalist podcast as, like, a guest. Okay. And I'm not a minimalist or anything like that. I have gotten, like, I have pared down my possessions. I don't own as many things, clothes, things like that. So, but I'm definitely not a minimalist. But they have, they just have good content. You know, it's, okay. they, they talk about living a meaningful life with less and, And they just have really good content. So even if you're not necessarily in that minimalist kind of mindset, I definitely recommend it. So I heard about he was on there, and I thought what he was saying was really interesting. So I decided to check out his book. And it's been really informative. Good. And it's kind of... I can't wait to read it. And he's talking about... One of the things he talked about that really made an impact on me is he, he talked about forming new habits. And everyone says that it takes 21 days to form a new habit. And he said, but that's that's not necessarily true because you could do something one time one time every 21 days, or you could do it 12 times mm-hmm. a day for 21 days. And he's like, your habit is probably going to be at a different spot. Yeah, that's you know a what good I mean. Point. Our co-host is here. Hi. Hi, Charlie. Hello. See, he knows his name. Meow. Can you meow? No, please. Look at him. Yeah, he's not gonna. Oh, we're trying to get him to talk, but he's not talking. No. If Max are here, he there he is. is. But anyways, Atomic Habits, check it out, James Clear. It's been a good book. I'm not done with it yet, but I've gotten a lot of takeaways from it, so it's been good. But His butt's on your microphone now. His Sorry. butt is... Please don't fart. <laughs> Thank you, friend. Thank you. There you go. Oh, there oh, he goes. And he's tree. There's lots of birds out on the he's, feeder again. He stopped out to give us our thoughts. Oh, let's, move on to, let's move on to Ask Carrie. Yeah. This one is such an interesting question, and it can lead us into something else. Um, 
But here's our question for the week. My husband and I are newlyweds, and we are constantly asked when we're going to have kids. We do plan on having kids, but getting used, but getting asked the question is so annoying. I want to be polite, but I hate it so much. What can I say to people? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. I mean, first of all, I I feel this, because Bree and I, we got married around the same time. Mm-hmm. So we're, what do you think? Do we think we're newlyweds two and a half years we've been married? I've heard everything from two years to, like, five years. Five years, years so. okay. So whatever. whatever. I'm more sick of people telling me, like, like Brett and I love each other. Yeah. I hope. I mean, I think we always will, of course. Yeah. But I get so I get more sick of people that are like, oh, that'll pass. I know. I'm like, why? Why? I mean, I look at my grandparents. They're so madly in love. I know. Like, it's okay. So anyway, but yeah, I I think I haven't been asked this question in a while. Really? Um, after we got married, well, like even shortly before when we got engaged. Um, I mean, that was. I think it's one of those questions that, like, okay, as you go through life, like, it's like, how's school going when you're little? Oh, what grade are you going into? Yeah. Oh, when are you graduating? Where are you going to college? Yeah. You know, um, when you start dating somebody, oh, when are you going to get engaged? Mm-hmm. When are you going to get married? When are you going to have babies? It's like the next logical progression yeah. in human life. So, I don't know if it's like, yeah, that small talk, I hate small talk anyway, but yeah. I think, um, I don't know if it's like one of those filler questions, like people panic and they like, don't know what to say to you or there, there are some people like that that I think they don't really care what you say they're just making conversation and yeah. then there are the people that are like well you know like really invested like yeah. more invested than they should be mm-hmm. in your personal life so um Brett and I aren't having kids mm-hmm. so like for us that <laughs> I squashed that question pretty quick I, I we, we can't have kids so I'll be like oh we can't have kids and and people always respond with oh I'm sorry I'm so sorry yeah. and I'm like it's okay. No, it's, I ne- I've never wanted kids. Yeah. Ever. Like, yeah. I know that's, like, super weird, and I'm sure my mom's super disappointed. No, that's not weird at all. I, and I, I never have. I've, I've never been interested in it. Neither has Brett. So the fact that we found each other, and yeah. it was something we had talked about, obviously, before we got married. There's so many couples that don't talk about that. Yeah. Talk about babies. Talk about finances. Get all this stuff out of the way before. Talk about it all. You sign the marriage certificate. Yeah. Beforehand. Yeah. Not after. So, anyway, I get really passionate about that. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, usually, like, I'll I'll be like, oh, no, we can't. And then they'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I'm not. Yeah. Like, it's, we're, we have our fur babies. That's yeah. always my line. So, I mean, after a while, I think people kind of, that answer makes people so uncomfortable. Yeah. That <laughs> for some reason that they just don't bring it up again. So, we've we've been lucky enough where we've kind of quashed that question yeah. a little bit, but what about you guys? I think the other thing is to, um, Casey and I do want to have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have like a different response that we kind of give, but I think the other thing I always think about, we haven't started trying or anything like that. We're not at that stage, but some people are trying and they, they haven't been successful and yeah. that it's heartbreaking when someone is going through an infertility battle when someone's like oh, oh when are gosh. you having kids I know it's so ugh. it's and yeah distasteful yeah and a lot of people um you know infertility or miscarriages that's being talked about more and more because it is more common than people think but to say that to someone when are you having kids someone who's really you know, spending tons of money and, you know, going through IVF is really, I mean, there's hormones, there's shots, there's all this yeah. stuff that these people are going through. That sense of like failure. Yeah. I think, so a lot of times. I just caution people in general. Like I don't, I don't like that question. I don't think it's necessarily appropriate to ask that question. And, you know, unless you're really close with someone and you're just like, you know, grabbing them by the hand and just being like, I love you guys. Like, are you planning on having kids or something like that? Like if it's a close friend or something that I could open up to, I would give them an honest response or, or stuff like that. But if it's just some random person that's just like, oh, you don't have kids yet. I'm just like, then I'll, I'll try and be polite, but I'm just like, no, not yet. Yeah. I usually just keep my answer really simple. Yeah. Kind of shut it down. Yeah. I just shut it down because it's not really any of their business anyways. Yeah. And, um, so they're, there was this article that I came across yeah. just randomly, I think on Twitter or something a few months ago, and I, I just looked it up again, and it kind of, it's, um, I don't even know what the, I don't even know what the platform, oh, Reproductive Medicine Associates of New Jersey posted this article, it's Weird. random, 30 of the best responses to quote, when are you going to have kids? Oh gosh, let's and hear them. Some of these are really funny, I'm not going to read all of them, but... Um, they categorize them by how polite you want to be. Oh my gosh, I love that. So the shut them down section has things like, I don't know, maybe never. Until then, you should probably stop asking me. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and then another one that's my favorite is, why are you finally sick of talking about yours? 
Oh, (laughs) I love that. And then um, another one that I think is kind of borderline is what answer could I give you so that you'll stop asking? Yeah. And then there's also the gracefully dance around the issue. And then um, there are things like, don't worry, we're trying. Hopefully it'll happen eventually. When the time is right, it will happen. Only God knows, and he hasn't told me yet. Like those, I feel like that's not my personality to say stuff like that. Yeah. There's also the good fun and humor section that's like, uh, as soon as I figure out how, got any suggestions? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And then um, tomorrow. Yeah. This is tomorrow. Yeah. And then, well, this one I think is pretty clever. Well, not at least for another nine months. Yeah. I like that one. So... And then uh, there's the simply turn it back on them. Why do you want to know? Yeah. I'm not sure. What do you think? Can I get back to you? How soon do you need to know? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll have my people contact your people. Yeah, right. And then there's the educated them, the educate them, and that's where, like you were just saying. So the did you know that one in six couples who desperately want to have a child struggle with infer- infertility? I'm not going to tell you if I'm one of those people, but maybe you'll think about how hurtful your question might be to someone who is. Seriously. And then this one, you know, that's a really personal question. You shouldn't ask everyone. Some people have a hard time getting pregnant, and questions like that could really make them feel bad about their situation. So true. I love that. Yes. I'll send this to you. You can put it in the show notes because I thought it yeah. was just so funny. Let's and, do it. Um, it. It's true. Like, I, And again, I, I don't think, like, I think most people mean well by I think so too. It, yeah. But still, it, it is one of those things where it's like, it, it is in any of your business. And yeah. It, and it's a lot more personal than, like, where are you planning to go to college? Yeah. It's your major. And yeah, it's, yeah, none of your business. So. No, I totally agree. So I guess my answer to this question would be like, answer it as comfortably as you want to. If you're, if you, if it's your grandma asking and you were, you know, you're not going to be bitchy to your grandma no. per se. I wouldn't recommend that granny or whatnot. So I, you know, find an answer that you're comfortable with. Just be like, oh, like we're looking forward to it, but we're not ready quite yet. Or, you know, yeah. something like that. And if it's someone where you can tell they're just trying to gossip or to um, poke and prod at you, like, tell them whatever you want just be like i i don't really feel like telling you like yeah. i mean you know what i mean or just some of these questions or these responses that brie had but i think as she said that's a really personal question so i think you, you i i give you permission to answer it however you want yeah, to and at the end of the day it who cares yeah what anybody thinks about how you respond like yeah. if you want to be like oh, i'm sorry i'm not going to discuss that with you yeah don't feel bad later that that's what you said because you're fully entitled to say that. Like yeah. You're not, I don't know. I mean, you don't have to be rude about it, but yeah, you can be if you want to. I don't care. Yeah. No. So for, from our, Casey and I's standpoint, cause we do want to have kids someday. Um, well, I'm trying to think of what I say. I'll, uh, most of the time I say like, Oh, like we are looking forward to it because we, we do want to have kids someday, but we're just not ready yet. Yeah. And, um, because of how crazy our lives are with his baseball career and my career, um, we're kind of still just focusing on getting our careers. Um, I don't want to say off the ground because both of our careers are off the ground, but we're just trying to work on ourselves yeah. still. And I don't think that I can be a good parent until I have evolved as, as a certain point as a human. Mm-hmm. I and think you'd be a great mom whenever you're ready. I, th- I think I will too eventually, but and I am getting there. When I was 18, I didn't want to have kids. I also didn't want to get married. So, you know, things like that, but yeah. I do want to have kids, but I, I don't feel like I'm there yet. I do feel like I'm getting there. Okay. Slowly, but surely. And I think that you get people that, Sorry, go ahead. I no, I think eventually, uh, you know, within the next couple of years, uh, I'll be there. You know, by the time I'm I'm 27, I'll be 28 in a couple of months. Uh, I'll be there. So, you know, by the time I'm 30, my early 30s, I think I think I'll I'll be there. But I just want to be secure enough in myself and know myself enough and have enough worth in myself as a person um, before I put more worth into like a little human being. Yeah. Because I'm going to love this little human being as as much as I can and my heart's going to overflow from them, but I don't want to lose myself in that little human being. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of moms and I'm not, um, I'm not like judging them or anything like that. I know it's so, being a parent is so hard. Like I, I have no doubt in my mind, the people, my friends that are parents and even my parents, like I have so much more respect for them. Yeah. I'm just like, I, I can tell this is hard. Do we, do we talk about safe haven? No, we're going we to. We talked about that. Yeah. We, this leads right into it. Yeah. Though. So, I mean, if, if there are people out there that you're not ready to have a baby yeah. and you end up having a baby, like there is just a case here locally where there's a woman that gave birth and a long story short, she didn't want killed it. her baby yeah, because she, she didn't, didn't want it. it. And there are so many couples out there that 
want to adopt that want children if if you're in a situation like that where you have a baby and you don't want it there are laws that say that you can they're called safe haven laws yeah you can take your baby to uh like a fire department a police station or like a hospital medical professional hand them your baby no questions asked within a certain time period in wisconsin it's 72 hours Mm -hmm. so within 72 hours in wisconsin you can take your baby to any of those places hand them over you don't have to answer any questions yeah which is crazy yeah but that's they do that because there were it it started in i think the 90s 80s 90s where they there were so many babies that were just being abandoned in random places and they obviously you don't want that so they created these laws and i mean this woman obviously is probably going to spend the rest of her life behind bars yeah they're facing big jail time awful i mean just an awful situation that didn't have to happen if she would have just said hey here's my baby walked away end of story baby would have found a home she could have gone on with her life and now not only is like this is like a horrible thing but how many lives were ruined in the process so if i guess yeah that got kind of deep there too no but but you're so you're so right so i mean being a parent's a big responsibility and I want to be ready for it. And obviously this woman didn't want, didn't want to be yeah. a mom and she ended up in her boyfriend or whatever. They just didn't want this child. There was an option for them. They just didn't take advantage of it. And now they're in some big trouble. So, yeah. but this again proves uh, just how personal that question is. Yeah. Imagine if someone goes up to that girl and a couple years and is like, Oh, do you want to have kids? Like, yeah. and granted she made a choice and she has to live with that. But like, be in jail yeah. Being asked that question. But so. still, <laughs> You never know, or people who've had miscarriages, I've heard miscarriages oh, are gosh. so heartbreaking. And they're so common. There's they, And there's so much, like, they're talked about so much more now, I feel They like. are. So, yeah. Yeah, but, like, people who have had that, seen that heartbeat, and they've, you know, envisioned that baby name, and they've, you know, kind of picked out the nursery and the colors, mm-hmm. and then they go into an appointment, and they say, like, the heartbeat's not there. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine. Yeah. So, I, anyone who, first of all, we gave you some tips for how to answer it, but people, if you're asking those, that question, I would advise you not to. (laughs) If you get people that are like, oh, well, you're not getting any younger. And I mean, and I get like people that are like, oh, well, you know, like people that I don't give the full answer to them, just like, oh, yeah, we don't want to have kids. And they'll say, oh, you'll change your mind. I don't like that. When it's your own, you'll change, you'll feel differently. I hate that. Yeah. Like, why would I go through having a child? And then find out that this person was wrong. And fingers crossed, hope that like I'm just like fall in love right? with being a mom. And why would you tell somebody like, what am I gonna do? Go back to them and be like, oh gosh darn, you know what? You were right. Yeah. Like, no, that's oh that's the stupidest thing. I hate it. I again, just like that's just like an ignorant Mind response. Your own damn business. Yeah. Like, that's really all you have to say. No, that's so true. It's yeah. I do when people are like, oh you're you're not getting I. First of all, um, I agree. Like, if I'm 55 and I decide I want to have kids, like, science isn't going to allow that. Mm-hmm. Like, genetics aren't going to allow that. So, I do, you, like, you do need to decide before you hit a certain age. Like, yeah. that's just common, like, science of how our bodies work. But the way things are now, I've, you know, more and more women who are, let's say, like, single. This is common in a big city. They're single. They're getting into their 30s or whatever. They'll freeze their yeah, eggs. that's becoming um, a much bigger thing. So that when they do maybe find a partner later in life, because mm-hmm. that is happening. The trend is that people are, um, you know, going out on their careers and buying homes and being established, and then they're getting married, and then they're yeah. having kids. That's more of a trend nowadays. Um, then they have, like, their eggs are frozen, so they know that they have a shot at it then. So, yeah. and again, I don't know that that's really popular around here, but in big cities, a lot yeah. of people are doing that. Well, and I always think, like, if, like, Bart and I were to ever change our mind, which we're not going to, but adoption's always an option. Exactly. So, I, that's why, like, there's, there's always an option. Yeah, but it's none of anybody else's business. No, I agree. It's only the couple. I totally agree. So, find whatever way you see fit to answer that question. It's, it's such a personal question, and you have the right to make your own decision. If, if being a parent isn't something your heart like longs for, then like, that's okay. Like yeah. Brianna is, and I, I'm glad that she's like being honest with herself about yeah. that. I think I'm a lot cool of, a lot of people expect, like they think that's what they're expected to do. Yeah. And they get pressure from like their parents who obviously had children. Right. So, um, they get pressure from their parents or from other people. And they're like, well, this is just what I'm supposed to do. Um, but that, that's what leads to like, 
raising shitty kids kind yeah. of to for lack of like a better term There's and so like many people that procreate that should not procreate seriously so i think we should focus on that before we focus on the flip seriously because yeah. people who are parents who shouldn't be like they raise like snotty shitty <laughs> not hard-working kids yeah. who are just turds Ugh. This sounds so mean, but it's so true. I hate rude kids. Don't have children if you... Yeah, so you need... Like, if you're going to be a parent, like, really commit to that. That's great. But then, like, raise good kids who are, like, going to contribute to society and who are going to make the world a better place and things like that. I totally agree with you, though, about a lot of people procreate and they should. Yeah. You need a (laughs) license to fish, but not to procreate. That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) And my parents, I mean... I always tell them, okay, well, we're not having kids, so you won't get grandkids for me, but you have a grand puppy. That's so, so true. And they're cool with it. So and they do great. love Rosie. Yeah. That's so true. So I'm good with We that. always end with Rosie. Hey, we have to. We, Everything starts and ends with Rosie. Does she have her heater on in front of her? She doesn't have it on right you now. You guys, she is such a princess. She has, a she has her own heater. little personal heater. Oh, it's been real cold. In front of where she's laying right now. It's so funny. Yeah, oh, my gosh. She's a little spoiled, but... But we love her. We love her. She's so our much. little mascot. Yeah. Thanks so much for being here, Bree. Thanks for having me. Yeah. At my house. Yeah. I love coming here. I love chatting with you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We appreciate you so much. If you're a fan of the show, feel free to find us on the gram or on anything else, the Twitter. Um, I love putting I love putting the in front of social media things. The gram, the Twitter. The Facebook. It was the Facebook. I know. Um, here's a little side note. My sister, when my sister was in college, which my sister's three years older than me, so she was in college. I graduated in 2014, so she was like, you know, three years before that or whatever. She had a presentation for one of her classes, and this little Asian kid came up in front of the class and did his presentation on this new thing called Twitter. But he was Asian, so he called it Twitter. And um, they were, her and her friends were saying, and he was like explaining what it was or whatever and, and how big it was going to be in the next couple of years. And my sister was like sitting in the back with her friends and we're like, what is this dude talking about? Like, there's no way in hell, like the concept of Twitter, like 140 characters. She was like, this guy's nuts. Like, there's no way this is going to take off because Facebook had just kind of gotten bigger, whatever. So yeah. it's so funny when she tells this story. She's like, yeah, this little Asian kid told me about Twitter a long time ago, but I just thumbed my nose at him and now look at him. Yeah. So funny. Oh my gosh, he's laughing now. So the tweeter, whenever I talk to my my sister about about Twitter, I'm always like, the tweeter. (laughs) Minds her about stupid she was for not believing. Yeah, right? (laughs) Side story. So thank you so much for joining us. Feel free to rate and subscribe. All that stuff really helps. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.